Hi, Internet. How's it going? Hi, Internet. Oh, shit. Hi. Sorry, Dale. What? Hi. Patrick, you don't get to say hi until we introduce you. No, I want yeah. to say hi whenever I want. <laughs> right. uh, you, uh, can, you can just outrage. say hi the whole time. The whole time. Just, no that's it. That's all he's offering. Okay. Hey, welcome to Outrage Factory, the <laughs> podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online this week and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, after a one-week, two-week hiatus, I don't even know when the last you time You were here two weeks ago with Brandy. Oh, with Brandy. That's right. Hey, I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder, and we have very special guests, Mr. Patrick Johnson, who you might have seen his Johnson. byline in the province. He's it's Johnston, a, right? Johnston, yeah. What did I yeah, say? With a T. You fucked up. You what called me DeRoyter. Did I say you Johnson? <laughs> DeRoyter. Uh, okay. Patrick Johnston, who Good job. is the sports writer for Vancouver Province. And if you're in a different province, you might have seen his byline in your paper because Post Media owns the Canadian newspaper landscape pretty much, except for the ones Patrick just told me about five seconds ago and I forgot. They Sorry. Immediately forgot. They also chucked you out. So what do, they, what do you care? Yeah, they did. I, I definitely didn't quit. I just got chucked out. They're like, we don't like you not sourcing your tips for bear safety info anymore. You're out of here. And I was like, all right, I'll go be a welder. Wait, is that a real story? Bear safety? Yeah, it was the first time I got in trouble for not sourcing my infographic statistics. I did a bear safety thing. And then I got my ass chewed out by the editor in chief because I didn't put where I got the tips on how to do bear safety because I didn't think it counted for infographics. But did it you just invent the bear safety tips that you put in there? It no, like, I copied. Make them yourself off. as big as possible. Just to be yeah, clear, you made a little graphic for the newspaper, had all the facts, but you forgot to put source. Yeah. Upper government. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Because. People don't understand that because in social media right now, nobody sources anything and you don't. Oh God, know they steal photos and they're like, oh, I thought I could use it. It's on the internet. Like, yeah. Everything is free. It's on the internet now. Yeah, exactly. It's like this podcast. It's democratized. Yeah. yeah, steal. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to use this podcast for whatever, we all have great opinions. Oh yeah, Spread definitely. those far and wide. You can take credit for our opinions. You don't, don't even know. have to pay us. Actually, if you want to say you said all this stuff instead of me or Derek, it would probably be better for us. Especially the racist stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which, do you think we have to go retroactively go back and edit all our podcasts now that like Super Wokeness 2020 has happened? I'm just going to do like a rolling, like we'll, we'll keep the last five episodes up and then just yeah. delete everything before that. So it's <laughs> yeah, always you have to delete the blackface five. episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially My favorite before is, one of us uh, runs for office. On the last podcast on the last Henry Zabrowski, he's always just like, I'm sorry for everything. Every time somebody tries to give him shit. I mean, I guess it's, it's pretty good. You should just apologize straight out the gate. All right. Do we introduce Patrick as a sports yeah. writer? Because that's that's important. Yeah. Patrick yeah. Johnson yeah. is a sport writer, yeah. a sports writer Vancouver for Post Province. Media. He's yeah. joining us today to discuss primarily sports because that's in his wheelhouse, but maybe Whatever. some other shit. Hey, um, hey, Patrick, once Derek's done introducing you for the second time, do you want to introduce yourself for the third time? Patrick, no. why, why don't you tell us a little bit about <laughs> no, yourself yeah. and maybe what off. you do for a job? I'm going to walk off. Walk off. That's a sports term. That's what happens. Well, I'm so outraged. Baseball. I'm going to leave. I'm Wait. Okay. I have a question. A walk-off home run in baseball. Is that when you hit a home run to end the game in extra to innings? End the game. Yeah. How old yeah. are you? You don't know this? You like watch you sports? Hit, Hi. You hit the home uh, run and then everyone walks off the field because you won, yeah. won the game. 
I barely like understand all of hockey rules. There's no way I'm going to cram another sport in there. I mean, I have never watched a full baseball game on TV ever. So let's put, let's put it this way. The best, when I was a kid, the best uh, game, I used to be a catcher and the best game <laughs> I ever caught was when we played salmon arm in the provincial. Salmon arm. I'm, oh, I'm, not, right. I'm not making, I'm not making that up. And I got my guy four hitter. Bowen Lansdell threw a four hitter. Had a slider going. Those you salmon arm kids couldn't touch it. against salmon arm. Wait, how nice. old were you that you're throwing sliders? We were seventeen. Well, don't don't call. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know what that's, age they start should uh, throwing sliders, but that seems like that's young. about that's about as young as you should be because you can they usually teach you like curveballs when you're like 12, 13. Yeah, because. There's, there's, a certain, there's certain pitches you're not allowed to pitch at certain ages because you could F up your arm, right? Well, it's more about, yeah, I mean, like any breaking stop because it's your wrist and your elbow. And then that's I mean, like rookie no, of the year. no one's supposed to learn this. Exactly. No one's supposed to learn the screwball because that's the one that pronates against it. And like guys end up with like really messed up arms. Ooh, forbidden pitch. Really messed up arms after if they make it to the major leagues, you look earn up Bob Feller. Look it up. No, no, seriously, look up Bob Feller's arm. It's like inside out. It's bad. Ew. Why would I want to look up that? Just I'm so, looking it up right just now. Just so, just so you understand why why none of your kids or kids you know um, ever try that pitch. It's a crazy pitch. It move, breaks the wrong way. Like my buddy could throw one, and he threw it once. We were playing catch, and I literally jumped out of the way because it broke in a way I'd never seen before. And he goes, oh, he wow. just, just stood there, grinned. Crazy. I'm just googling this. Hey, okay. do we want to get ready? Could, can I make? Can I make a personal announcement? Yeah. First, do you want to congratulate me? Congratulate you on what? On my. On my oh, hey, Derek! <laughs> Congratulations on uh, just getting married to a woman who's out of your league. Hey. Thanks. I mean, we could have said that about any woman, probably, but this one's particularly out of my league. Yeah, uh, yeah I did well for myself. So I got married last weekend in the United States uh, and flew back in, and I'm now currently on day one of quarantine uh, here in my apartment. Eating ramen, right? Getting delivered yeah. all the time? I did DoorDash last night because I got home, and I like, when you get back into the country, they were like, you know, do you have groceries? Do you have medication? Do you have everything you need? And I was like, fuck yeah, no problem. And then I came home and I was like, I have no food in this house. So I just door dashed last night uh, and then placed an online grocery order. Uh, to so Dale? Is Dale getting your groceries? No. Nope. I wish. He did offer though. He asked if he I did. needed anything and I was going to give him a list and be like, bring all this shit to my house. <laughs> uh, but I did. Well, I mean, uh, he could have brought you all his clothes. Yeah. He could have. I, I mean, they would have been the... They would have been the same clothes. Yeah, because we point. have the same you already have. You guys have the same clothes, so you don't even right. have to do laundry anymore. You just wear Dale's clothes. Yeah. Right? Wow. That'll probably be stretched out if I wear Derek's clothes. The funny yeah, thing is, this isn't the first time clothes. we accidentally wore the same shirt on this podcast. <laughs> like four episodes, like five or six episodes ago, we both wore blue, like, V-necks. You know the saying, if you podcast with someone long enough, you start looking like them. So yeah. I guess that's... That's where we're at. I mean, anyways, you can I already see my hair going back from uh, Derek. Podcast. Derek, it was a sensational wedding for the four percent of it that we actually got to see. Yeah, that's uh, fine. The one time to have a technical difficulty. I mean, I was questioning it because it was like they're like, okay, it was over Zoom. In case you're watching this and you 
didn't get to watch it. And then it was like right when Derek was going to accept uh, Kate as his wife, it just cut out. And yeah, now we all actually don't have any proof if he's actually married or like, if she ran away crying. Well, I guess well, you guys. No, came everything back. was great through her part. Like she said the vows. Oh yeah, which is fine. And then it cut out before my vows. Well, it cut out during her vows too. So we weren't even oh, sure it? what was going on. Did yeah. yeah? Did you run away crying, Derek? Yeah, it was. Oh. I, I'm I'm the runaway bride in this scenario. <laughs> Hey, it's 2020. You get to be the runaway bride if you want to be. No, it was a uh, it was the a getaway groom. Thanks, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> that's why you're the writer. The was that alliteration? Is that the right word? Yes, <laughs> that is. Nice. Uh, anyways, it was great. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations. I haven't got you your present yet, but uh, typical customs means I have a year, so I'm gonna wait till I find something special slash. I get my giant inheritance from my recently passed grandma who had yeah. away this week. Sorry, sorry about your grandma. Yeah. Wow. But uh, sorry, so yeah, sorry about your grandma. So if I get yeah. like a hundred million dollars, thanks I will for buy countering. You nice. Thanks for countering my happy news with your. Hey, shitty. we should have let. I don't off want. I don't want your life events to fill up this podcast. <laughs> I still gotta feel like I'm involved too. No, I'm just saying it's a good thing for you because if my if I didn't get an inheritance you'd be getting like one towel from Walmart. But now that I'm getting inheritance, you're getting two towels from Costco. That's fine. Kate is actually really bullish on me. It's funny because I moved into this place, what, like a year and a half ago? Yeah. Uh, and I think Patrick is listening for, for the sounds of his child right now. Child, Check in the baby. She's still Are asleep. We good? Okay. Uh, I moved into this place a year and a half ago, full bachelor mode. When I moved in, I bought brand new towels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be right back. I, okay. Okay. I have like this is this is why we should never have parents on this podcast. And yeah, I speak right? as a parent. Um, I, I think he just got upset that we invited him on the podcast, and then we spent the first ten minutes talking about ourselves. Yeah. Like I we mean, introduced he, him he twice, and that's the last. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I'm talking it. about him. There's a neighboring baby. There's time. a baby oh. next door. Well, what? You don't even have to listen to your own baby cry. You got to listen to another baby cry. Yeah. And they all sound the same. How magical is parenthood? I'm trying to sell my girlfriend on it. Are you? Yeah. She, she won't let us have a baby till I have enough money to support us. And then I was like, well, we're should probably have a baby before I'm 60. Fun fact for like the first year babies eat for free. Is that true? Patrick? Well, unless, unless they don't, unless they can't, unless they, unless they don't. Yeah. Oh, unless you have to do formula, right? And that blows a hole in your budget. Is formula expensive? I never. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Breastfeeding. If you can, if, yeah. I mean, there's, there's literally a budget reason beyond the health reason. (laughs) There's literally a budget reason. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say I'm doing it for the health of my kid and I want to like, give it an organic spiritual, like whatever bond between the baby and the mother, but it's all because I don't want to pay for a formula. Yeah. Because that's like what? 30 bucks a bucket. I don't, I don't even remember. Do you oh. buy it? In, you buy a bucket. Of yeah. Formula? Like little tubs. It looks like protein powder. Yeah. No, it comes in concentrating. It comes in like, water. yeah, it comes yeah. in but like you can also get it pre-mixed, but it's cheaper. Anyway, can I the, feed the a baby protein powder instead? In so I have a ripped baby. Yeah. Have you seen those Jack's, Jack kids? I saw that one on the internet. 
Yeah, little like four year old that's all swole as hell. Yeah, Get and then he grew up and he's super unhappy and doesn't lift weights anymore. Okay. Is anyone still listening to this podcast? By the way, at this point? oh, I'd probably say not. More people are. Once you hit ripped baby category, yeah. that's when people just come <laughs> in. Like you start getting uh, Epstein fans listening to the podcast. <laughs> whoa, too soon for too that soon? one. Hey, wait, is Ghislaine still alive? Ghislaine? Anyway, we're, we're joined today by Patrick Johnston, <laughs> world's foremost ripped baby expert. Uh, Patrick, thanks, thanks for taking the time. Do you want to talk sports now that we've gotten all our... Patrick, do you have any life updates to share with us? That Dale and I kind of hogged the, the spotlight on that one. Yeah, did you have no, any? No, not, not to your guys' extremes. Do you have any milestones that you just passed? Uh, earlier this month, I hit seven months, or seven, seven months, seven years at the province. Oh, Congrats. nice. That's a yeah. good one. And now Thank the you. sun. We have the same Ooh. newsroom. So Hey, don't you love how you could say you work for t- the two most prominent newspapers in Vancouver? The two only newspapers. newspapers. Very impressive. So few of us can do that. Yeah. <laughs> only ever, everyone who works there. <laughs> Secret burn. I got that. It's all, all right. smart jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, what we should do is we should start off with the cash in thing because oh. that's internet outrage, social yeah. media. And yeah, people in Edmonton aren't too happy with me. And Patrick wrote the story that I read that I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, just, I don't even know. Top. My name's literally at the top. Yeah, but it, it came after that girl's name. So what happened Kim was. Bolin. No, Kim Bolin is not some girl. Kim Bolin is Canada's leading crime reporter. Okay. Who She's literally had gangsters threaten her life. Yeah, it's an is A she, though, Derek. Is she related to me? Oh, it's okay. An not, not no relation. No relation. Bolan, yeah. not Bolin. I no think relation. she's she's French and you're Polish. Is that how it works? Something like that. Okay. You're Polish? Part yeah, I have Bolin uh, Polish. No, the Bolin, the Bolin part isn't. That's the other side of the family. Yeah. Because there's like anyway. a, it should be a W and a Z and a C okay. in there and a Y. <laughs> yeah. Just a bunch of, it that, was it was an it was initially bowling witch, but we we dropped it when we uh, bowling witch. <laughs> Did someone Dude. explain this cash in thing to me? Oh my All god! Right. How about I'll, wait I'll wait tell wait, you wait. The gist of my st- before we get into it? Can you start a food truck called Bowling Witches? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's the joke I stopped Patrick for. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So the story is Zach Cassian <laughs> was in a photo with a known member of the hell's angels that this guy posted to his private Instagram. And, you know, the, I asked the Oilers, they said, listen, Zach says it's just a fan. And, um, that's allowed. It's going to happen. I mean, it is the risks of social media. Um, but, um, you know, Kim has a lot of police contacts and knows a lot about this kind of stuff. And um, the police certainly weren't, uh, I guess, weren't pleased. I mean, you know, fair enough. People come ask you to take a photo. That's how it goes. That's the sort of risk of social media. And certainly a lot of people took it that way, and that's fair enough. Um, and I totally understand why people have had the reaction they have. Um, but in the end, we decided it was newsworthy because obviously <laughs> – uh, public figure, Zach Cassian is a public figure, and um, this guy's a hell's angel. He's a known hell's angel. So, you know, um, the, the curious oh. thing about it was that if you look at Cassian, or we, we um, 
we're able to determine that Cassian actually follows this guy on Instagram. He doesn't follow many people. So that was a bit of a curious link. And like I said, the police, the police wanted to talk about it. And in fact, the police were the ones that brought up um, the, the issue that he the <laughs> social distancing yeah. on the eve of uh, him going into NHL training camp. I mean, you know, as others noted, and he was, you know, Cassian isn't the only hockey player that's been caught on social media hanging out with people or in proximity to people and locations. He probably shouldn't be if he's getting ready to go sit with, um, you know, 30 teammates for a couple months, uh, essentially. Well, more than just 30 wall. teammates, right? Because they're, put, they're putting up all the teams Well, yeah, I mean, I guess what I mean in... is because you do, but because, you know, the, you know, for the next three weeks, it's just them in training camp. Um, and in theory, they would, you know, come through yeah, whatever yeah. infection they have by that point, but also, you know, the coaches and the GMs and all that stuff. So um, anyway, yes, there was, yeah, I, I think, think one of the other bad things too, was uh, the story pointed out that this biker had been to Kelowna and a bunch of different biker meetups in the last month or so. So he's even yeah. more likely than yeah. just some random guy to have the COVID. Well, I think it's just, you know, it's one of those ones. I mean, I, I that, that was why I thought it was newsworthy that at the end of the day, yeah. one, it's not a good dude. And two, um, you know, I mean, this is the kind of situation that I think we would all agree, given all the sort of work that the public has done in keeping COVID under control in most parts of this country, mm-hmm. um, for us to have granted the exception for the NHL to come, you know, I think it was in the end, it sort of, I think whatever else you think of the story, story it showed a lack of uh, lack of good judgment. Good judgment, yeah. So, sorry, are, are, is there a connection between Cassian and, and this dude that goes well, deeper than just a fan? We don't know. Uh, we don't know. Um, I mean, we could get into conspiracy I mean, the team says, theories. The team, the team says he didn't know him, and I have to go with what the team says. So there you go. Um, but like I said, we also were able to figure out that he follows him on Instagram, and he doesn't follow a lot of people on Instagram. So whatever that means. So. Yeah, and wasn't no, there... off the record? <laughs> Patrick Johnston, sports writer, is yeah. saying Zach Cassian. <laughs> to be has... clear, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's funny you. that like uh, you guys pointed out in the story too that a couple months ago, Cassian posted a picture of him riding his bike, and this uh, this um, biker actually commented on it, yeah, saying they should go for a rip. And then four yeah. months later, they're just in the same coffee shop. So Two I months mean, later. Yeah, too much. Sorry, I'm a guy who likes conspiracy theories, so I'm just gonna go all in. Understatement of the year. Zach Cashin is secretly a hell's angel. I would be careful saying stuff like that, and I I would suggest you don't do that. Okay, Zach I would Cashin suggest you edit that out or at least bleep it yeah. before you okay. post this. Okay, he is yeah. not a hell's angel, but like this this also comes into the line like how much are like sports figures like one of the things is like everybody looks up to sports yeah and they're supposed to be like social role models in the in the city and stuff i mean cashin's more of a like a grinder uh tough guy so you maybe feel like he has a little more leeway but like should all nhl players have like a no biker rule slash no (laughs) well i mean i i get the critique you know and of you know, the fact that, again, people come up to you, say, can I do a photo in the modern world? What are you going to do? Say no? And I totally understand that. I mean, mm-hmm. Cassian's not the first guy to have had something like this happen where someone came up and said, hey, can I have a photo? Um, 
you know, so there are obviously inherently risks to that. I mean, yeah, he could say, no, sorry, I'm not doing photos today. And then the guy, I mean, who knows, but yeah. Um, I, well, I, I they... you know, I think there is a side interesting side story to all that, to the challenges of that, because, you know, whether, you know, whether Cassie knew this guy or not, some people knew who this guy is. And that's, that's sort of the challenge. Um, that is the challenge of social media is that things can be construed one way or another, however the person wants to see it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that, that any public figure can do like instantaneous spot checks on the people posing for pictures with them. Right. Yeah. But, um, so I, I don't know if I go that far, but if he does have like known ties to the guy, like obviously that's concerning. Um, yeah. On that note, do we want to, do we want to uh, jump into the, uh, the Deshaun Jackson comments? This, do you, do you have an opinion on that? Well, I mean, outrageous. Um, I think people are actually trying to take, um, was it Julian Edelman that's invited him to go to the National Holocaust Museum, I think? Yeah. Um, I mean, to me, that's the way you deal with, with situations, any situations like that where a person gets themselves, um, you know, into controversy, whether it's their own doing or not. Um, you know, obviously, Jackson made an active choice to say some very anti-Semitic things. Um, but I would say that, uh, you know, Edelman saying, listen, I want you to understand what you're talking about. I don't think you understand what you're talking about. And to me, that's the way you handle the situation. Um, you know, I mean, maybe in similar terms for casting, whether he, you know, whether he knows the guy or not, um, you know, there is this photo that's out there and, you know, like he, he would be, he would do well to be proactive and, and, um, just the cops, I, you know, say I, I stand up against, you know, biker gangs or something like that. But yeah, the, just the, the Deshaun Jackson thing. I mean, that's not, let's be honest. There's a lot, we know there's lots of people that think that way. And there's a lot of, um, and they, they athletes or otherwise. So you know, guys, it was disappointing to hear, but not shocking, I guess. Uh, as a guy who doesn't follow the Philadelphia Eagles or NFL at all, can we just roughly say what Deshaun Jackson actually did? So I don't have to Google it mostly. He shared, uh, he shared Hitler quotes basically on his, oh, on his Instagram story. That's yeah. um, something you don't want to do. He is African-American. Is he not? Correct. Yeah. So his, his whole thing was initially that, uh, what was it? That, that African-Americans were the original, um, what, what was the term he used? Like children of Israel or something? Yeah. Like they, were, they were the original, um, the original people who, who lived in Israel, which is a quote. That, that is something that apparently Hitler believed as well. Um, is that why Hitler perpetuated. also killed Afri- not African, black people during the Holocaust? Is that like because he? he I think Hitler said this initially to demonize the the Jewish people, right? Like that that was the intent behind it. No, but Um, Hitler also killed black people too. Like he sent them to the ovens as well. It's not like so. I don't think Hitler would have said something to kind of say why they were killing Jewish people instead of black people. I think if anything, meant it as a reason to. So to clarify, it's actually. I mean, I I just double checked. Because yeah. I was trying to remember that it's it wasn't actually Hitler that said that. Oh, okay. Um, it it was it's been falsely true to Hitler. It was sort of this weird, messy kind of thing. But oh, like, um, yeah, false quotes stuff. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, but it was 
it, it was often so yeah snopes snopes looked into this dude snopes uh, is the snopes. best the passage is often quoted by those arguing that Hitler was not racist. Look, he loved black people, which is simply not true. So yeah. Hitler, to be clear, was racist and hated everybody that wasn't super interestingly white. up tall and blonde and white, even though he was short, dumpy, and not white. Yeah, anybody who wasn't of Aryan descent. It's funny. Yes. It's always the guys. Whenever you see guys claiming that uh, that white people are the master race, they're never. They're never the people who would be the master the, race, the specimen. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're never the guys who you're like, oh, yeah, like I, I get why you would believe that because they're always the like mm-hmm. little uh, dumpy idiots. Yeah, that's like one of those jokes where it's like actual Nazis wouldn't accept any of these wieners saying they're Nazis because they're too small and weak. Like, I mean, like World War II Nazis wouldn't allow the current Nazis like um who's that guy who got punched in the face on tv oh uh uh richard uh richard spencer, spencer. yeah spencer, like thank you Fuck, yeah. remember is, that guy remember when he was like everywhere and he was the problem? He's just not anywhere anymore you figure this would be his heyday where white supremacists are somehow still around you figure he would like make more public appearances and stuff but this got really uh, deep i thought yeah. we were going to talk about sports not well, so I want to take it back to sports now. Okay. We, we didn't get too far from it. But, uh, Patrick, I wanted to talk to you because you made a comment about how uh, the NHL was going through all these, these lengths to uh, basically protect their players and not have it. We saw, uh, what, Jake Furtanen got fucking busted being in Celebrities, celebrities Nightclub uh, not too long ago. Um, and then we did see a couple situations where, like, basically – Every team, I think, to some extent, or a lot of teams have had uh, COVID outbreaks or players or trainers test positive. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, as a professional sports writer, how likely do you think it is that we actually see these teams get together and play games and be able to run the entire course of the remainder of the NHL or NBA season without another shutdown or an outbreak? Because right now... It's like I I just don't see how that can happen. Um, yeah, I the well the Blues story what two weekends ago, I think was the one that gives you pause because it was a reminder like if they can get through this week or sorry this month and get to Toronto and Edmonton without it you know if they can get there healthy and they start there healthy they're going to be fine they can get there, um, but. The blues story was a reminder of how sort of fine this edge is that everyone is walking on, whether they're in sports or not. Because, you know, for those who don't know, basically St. Louis Blues had a, had an outbreak, uh, or at least announced an outbreak um, last weekend, and it's believed that it was linked to at least one player going to a bar in somewhere in, I guess, suburban St. Louis, and. Um, yeah, I mean, people got sick, and a bunch of players got sick, and hopefully they're recovering fine because you certainly hear about even in young people some of the effects that happen, um, long-term effects from COVID. So, you know, I mean, that was a reminder, I think, of of how careful these guys can be. You cannot take – I mean, none of us can, but especially these guys who want to play hockey. 
yeah. they can't take a they can't take a um, a step wrong. And I think that was part of the discussion, for instance, with Jake Vertanen. I mean, I touched a little bit on my reporting. I didn't go too closely at it, but the team said, yeah, we addressed it with Jake. And, you know, that came out to be that, yeah, they talked to him about the reality. It's not just about you. Like, like it, it's different. In many ways, it is different if one of us were to go out, Derek, when you're healthy and finish your quarantine. But, you know, one of us goes out and, you know, I mean, let's talk about, we know, we know the manager of Belmont, right? Like we could go have a drink yep. with Don Faulkner and they had someone visit a couple of weeks ago that um, apparently had it. Now, as far as we know, nothing else has happened there. And thank, you know, thankfully that's the case. Um, you know, and if you go back to your own little, you know, say it's just you that goes out and you have just yourself in your bubble, but you go out and you get exposed and you're, you know, you're not exposing anybody else at home, but that's like, you know, that's such a rare scenario. And the reality with these players is that they're going to be in close contact with each other and they're going to be in, um, you know, they're trying to sort of limit their inter, you know, interpersonal contacts right now, but they're going to be on the bench and they're going to be in practice and they're going to be on a bus and they're going to wear masks whenever they can and wash their hands and do all that. They're going to do all these preventions, but you know, there's, there's risk um, nonetheless. And so, you know, when a player goes out, it's not just exposing himself, he's exposing his entire bubble. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the challenge. And, you know, I think, I think most of the players seem to understand that pretty well. And, um, well, it's a Sunday. So I guess they're all, they're all clearing their quarantine today. And, uh, as far as we know, no one's tested positive. Certainly initially we were told, uh, you know, and I think we, um, I'm trying to think we talked to Bo Horvat on Thursday and I think he said, as far as he knew, nobody had tested positive. So, you know, I mean, it's, that's the challenge. It, it really is about the next couple of weeks where they can get through it. And I, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you saw Max Domi said today that he's going to wait seven to 10 days to make his final decision. He's type one yeah, diabetic. Cause he has diabetic, right? Yeah. So I think that's as much about him trying to see, okay, where does this go? Are there going to be, I mean, is everybody healthy? Are the teams keeping things tight? Or are we going to be, you know, how much risk is there actually going to be when, um, when play resumes in August? I think one thing too, um, well, besides players like Domi, who obviously have pre-existing conditions, like you get mm-hmm. guys like Stamkos and the rest of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they get right. to leave Florida and come to wait. Are they are the Lightning in Edmonton or Toronto? Like Lightning will be in in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So you have all these teams from like super hot states right now who get to like if they pass everything it'll probably end up being a lot safer to be in the bubble than it would be yeah. to have them back home. <laughs> and the one yeah. good thing is once everybody's in the bubble and they pass the two weeks, then it's almost like it's easier to keep an eye on them. Like you have Jake and then you have cash in and you're like, you're not allowed to leave. Like you can't go out into the stuff. So it's like they have them all together and they can watch them instead of them just kind of like being like, all right, nobody go out to a bar or anything. I'm going to say that, you know, hockey players are human beings and human beings are prone to lapses in judgment and uh, general dumb fuckery a lot of the time. So I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that like, yeah, what one or many of these players are are going to break the bubble or try to sneak out. And this isn't just limited to the NHL. You're seeing this in yeah. uh, NBA is doing the same thing down in uh, Orlando. Well, that's a uh, disgusting idea to begin with doing it in Orlando. Like <laughs> Florida just had 15,000 
new cases yesterday, so I don't understand how they're how that bubble's even gonna exist. Well, the, the challenge is down there too. Is that like the bus drivers and the hotel staff and whatever are, are just going home? They're going home. Yeah. yeah, like that was one of the things when the when Vegas was still in the works to be one of the NHL hubs was they were gonna they were gonna house the workers like the how the workers were going to be brought oh, yeah. into the bubble and they were going to pay for that yeah is that happening in uh, toronto and, and edmonton no, no they're it going should home. be so uh, it is the every, same thing but, right well, like, no. well no because i do not from what i understand um the nhl the, the everything will everything is social distance so it's ppe for all the staff and like literally like leaving like leaving food available like they're not standing in the same spaces there's obviously mm. some risk because they're inside but um it it's it's pretty hardcore and also people are going to be going home um to you know essentially um low covid environments i mean the, the reality is is that florida there's covid everywhere and people are just going home. And as far as we can tell, people aren't taking the rules seriously. People are taking the rules pretty seriously here. You're right. I mean, it is it is still some risk. But um, what I was told essentially is that that there's basically, you know, if you were, you know, you're. I mean, I don't quite know how the food works, but presumably you're going to get some sort of delivery that you can pick up or whatever. And there's going to be a a place where it's available from. Um, but you know you're gonna have or you're getting room service delivered to outside your door and you just yeah there was that video of the hockey player who was like this is what it's like and he was picking up his room service that. yeah okay well then that's what um, it is i can't remember what player it was it i mean that's part of the, a lot better i mean that is part of the appeal <laughs> playing in a yeah uh, playing in a uh staying in hotels that the hotels are designed for room service right so yeah and another thing too is like yeah the, you, you're going to have the one or two players who will take a dumb risk because they don't take it as seriously right. as everybody else. But if you have the whole team together, like nobody's going to tell Sidney Crosby, hey, I'm going out and I'm going to risk your life just because I'm a fourth liner, I don't care. Where it's like there might be the benefit of some self-policing among the athletes where they're like, hey, don't go out, you're risking all of us. And, kinda, and if they're all together too, they might want to just like hang out and do activities with each other instead of like when they're at home alone and they're bored. I mean, it's well, that, yeah. thinking on my part. I admit that fully, but I feel like it can be. I feel like if I was an NHL player and they're like, you get to go to a bubble in Edmonton, and I was from anywhere in the States, I'd be like, that is infinitely better than staying here. I mean, that's that's what they should have. I mean, they should have just done the whole thing in Edmonton because, like, what what the fuck are you going to do there? Like, just put put the <laughs> bubble in, like, the shittiest cities where there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, at one point I did her. I don't I, – I think – I mean, I, I'm still not sure if they were totally joking. I think they might have been half telling the truth. The NHL looked at so many options that the most obvious NHL play, city to play would have been Winnipeg. Yeah, because they have like yeah, but they have a yeah. I mean, they have like Edmonton, Winnipeg. That's it. Like no one's going out. (laughs) No one's putting anything at risk. Because like, where where are you gonna go? Yeah. Well, I was here, here, here in Winnipeg. But here, you would have been. They would have been like, oh my god, I want to go outside. Yeah, I want to go see you all. Do you know why they? uh, Because I know Vancouver was in in the running for a while. Why why did they end up? It had to do. uh, It had to do essentially with how. Uh, the NHL wanted to treat close contacts if someone tested positive. 
And um, I think basically the way I understand it was the threshold the province had for shutting everything down was a lot harsher than what the NHL wanted. It wasn't that the NHL wasn't prepared to shut down, um, but they were just, they were just, I mean, that's what it came down to was that they just, their, their threshold was higher uh, in terms of, in terms of how you handle, you know, I mean, I've read the, I've read their protocol and it's pretty straightforward. Like, um, you know, per, the first person test, if, you know, if it were to happen, the, 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 the first test, positive test, there's a process for confirming the test, but the moment you test positive, you're removed from the situation. Um, and then they would look at what they called close contacts, um, which they're determined. I mean, I don't, I don't know off the top of my head, but it's, 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 you know, it's anyone that they were in within six feet for like 15 minutes um, or thereabouts. And um, I don't know necessarily I, what the provinces quite exactly how the difference was for them. Um, but that basically, you know, they'd start observing those people um, and uh, you know, in the end it's um, that's what it came down to. And I, I think the NHL's policies, which I mean, I'm not an infectious disease expert, so I haven't. What? That's 90 percent of the reason we brought you on this. Why show. are you here? <laughs> I, I think it's cool. for, for the NHL. Having it in Vancouver would be kind of a bad idea because the arena's right downtown, so there's a higher chance of being in those. Well, areas. it's. I mean, it's. Yeah, and they, yeah. they would have stayed in the hotel right downtown. I mean, it would have been, you know, roughly the same. Here's, as anyone, here's the right? truth. Like, here's the truth. Well, Edmonton's arena. The first round, the first round is ten days, right? Mm. So you're playing an exhibition game. So you're, you know, they go to. I'm trying to remember what's off my head, but I think they go to Edmonton on July 26th, something like that. So, so if the the, the four teams that lose in the first round are going to be going home by August 12th or 10th, you mm-hmm. know, like they're only there for two weeks. So you're immediately cutting back. You're cutting back from 12 to 18 almost immediately. Um, and you know, so the, you know, and then you're, and then they're playing these really, you know, they're playing basically really fast schedules. So, you know, the longest you could be, the the longest you're going to have eight, eight to 12 teams is, is like, is like a month. Three weeks. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's obviously a long time, but like, I think you can manage it because these guys are playing and they're going to be practicing and, you know, they're going to have some downtime, but most of the downtime they're going to be, you know, they're expected to stay um, at the hotel. I know that, um, you know, certainly in Edmonton, part of their pitch was saying, look, we can organize all these trips and they can go play golf and all this stuff. And I was, you know, I mean, I never, I, I don't know exactly what they would have done here, but I was certainly under the impression that that was the same kind of thing they'd be doing. Um, you know, certainly they were going to have a lot of really nice meals because there was a lot of inter- restaurants that were really interested in getting involved, mm-hmm. not just owned by the Aquilinis. So, um, you know, it's a challenge. I mean, it's, it's going to be a weird existence once they go in, especially once they go to the hubs, they're going to be locked inside for a for long, long time. I mean, that was the other thing about Vegas. It was going to be like 110 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be hard to keep. That's the the nice thing about Edmonton is it's still colder than anywhere else in Canada, (laughs) and not as many bugs as in Winnipeg. (laughs) So, do you know if there's a uh, if there's a threshold at which point the NHL like if if one player tests positive, fine, but if at what point do they just like yank a team out of the the playoffs entirely, or at what point do they just say, hey, we're we're shutting this whole fucking thing down, like? 
uh, we tried and, and it didn't work out. Turns out diseases, uh, infectious diseases can spread easier than we thought. Um, I don't. That, that's, that comes down to it. I mean, I guess they're willing to do it. Um, you know, I think, I think the truth is that um, it, it strikes me as a bit of an all or nothing thing that like, if you're going to have, you know, whatever your threshold is, you know, I mean, if you have two guys test positive, everybody else tests negative, I guess you can keep going, but are there, what are the odds of only having two guys test positive and the rest test negative? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think also, sorry, what also would affect it would be the caliber of player that gets infected. Like if you have like a bottom eight D pairing, then they're like, well, we'll see what happens. But say if like McDavid or Matthews, or Sidney Crosby gets like shows positive, then it'll be, I feel like they'd pull the plug a lot easier. Well, I was going to say that would be interesting to see it be like the great equalizer in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Cause we've seen how, how injuries can kind of tip the scale. But if you have like a marquee player get or two or three from a team get knocked out. Um, yeah. And is that, is that affecting the, the odd setting at all? Like, are, are they. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you mentioned about this, like, depending on who gets infected. I mean, like, if we remember the mumps story, it didn't become a story really until Sydney showed up with a face that was like yeah. here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the odds of the odds are going to be very sensitive to that kind of information. I mean, I do think in a way that is actually part of the reason why the NHL is insisting they won't reveal um uh, yeah. who, who tests positive right? who tests positive i mean they're saying privacy concerns yada yada right fine but um you know i have a so, sports question i mean it's gonna be pretty fucking obvious when a team starts like running their backup <laughs> goalie through the duration of the yeah playoffs, that right? oh like, no we just think we think he gives us a better chance to win yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's he's Where's we're going Sid? with the hot hand oh sydney needed a break He's tired. <laughs> um, like with soccer, they've, they started doing this like a month ago or something. And I was asking my mm-hmm. brother about it because I don't watch soccer. And he does. And he Do you was, watch any sports? You don't really I watch hockey. He watches watch hockey. hockey. And uh, barely. But uh, <laughs> he was saying that when soccer started, a whole bunch of people got injured. Be just like torn muscle – or not torn, but like stretched muscles and basically injured. all the time off. Or I don't know why I did air quotes there, but all the time off. Do you feel like we're going to see something like that here where we're going to see a bunch of players like pull some hammies and well, groins are always the problem on the ice and it's summertime <laughs> ice, which yeah, is they are. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, when I was, yeah, I mean, when I was, when we were sitting there waiting, never knowing when anything would ever come back. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I, noted along the way I, I follow a couple sports scientists on twitter and one of them yeah. is a guy who does a lot on running and on rugby and he found a, a, a study that basically suggested in rugby which is obviously a high contact sport um, a lot of endurance a lot of you know very similar kind of uh, uh, physical demands to hockey because a lot of you know repeat and hitting hard and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know needing to carry a lot of strength um, in a, in a lean body. Um, actually I guess rugby isn't a lean body, but anyway, that's hockey, but, but basically saying that you to be physically prepared, you needed six weeks. Yeah. And so I was sitting there thinking, okay, well you start extrapolating it out if the NHL actually does that. And I think they basically have, they're basically, you know, they've had guys on Mm -hmm. ice for a couple of weeks now on their own. Um, 
And then they're going to have like a three-week training camp, basically, if you do the math. Say for a couple of missteps where they had to shut down training. Yeah, but most most players have been, you know, yeah. But most players, by the time hockey, you know, they play their first game on August 1st or 2nd, they'll have been on the ice Mm -hmm. for at least a month. So from that standpoint, they should be ready. We'll see how the legs go. I mean, there's always... There's always challenges at the beginning of every season for many players. But um, to me, it's really once the season gets going because there's not a lot of time for rest. They're not traveling yeah. as much, which certainly, um, you know, is a good thing because players, I mean, the NHL teams, it's insane. They travel. They get on a plane right after the game when they should be resting and recuperating. It's crazy. Yeah, especially like um, Chicago, who's in the West Coast, in the Western Conference, well, and they have to yeah, fly all the way I mean, over any here. Any team in the West. I mean, you know, the Canucks – the Canucks actually haven't been the, among the league leaders in travel for a number of seasons, but you know, the teams on the West coast travel a lot more than teams in the Northeast. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it, especially, yeah. you know, on just repetitive flights. They, they manage, they, they sort of structure their trips now that they're not, they're never on a crazy um, long stretch necessarily after any one game um, in general teams shouldn't fly after the games and yet they do. Uh, so that obviously not doing that's going to be a big advantage, but they're still playing every other night. And the, like the, the, the energy, you know, the caloric output that these guys do every night, make it really hard for them to actually recover, let yeah. alone actually maintain weight. Um, so that's, you know, the other challenge, but then again, you're only playing playoffs. So you're kind of winnowing away and, you know, it is a bit of a battle of attrition from that standpoint. So, uh, you know, I think, I think that's what you'll run into more is just fatigue injuries um, yeah. just because they're going so hard. So yeah, with that in mind, oh sorry, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Dale. I was gonna say, like with the with the uh, the schedule, the way it looks right now, is every team's gonna play every other oh. day. No, like gonna, watch. We good? Yeah, they're gonna do kind of like six games a day from the east yeah. and the west bubble. So it looks like the teams will be playing every other day. Is that gonna be better or worse? Like for for because in the season you'd play like. Well, I mean, it's not far off. I mean, the average, I did it, I can't remember I did it, but I, on average, you're playing every two and a half days in the mm-hmm. NHL. Um, and I wrote a thing way back when, basically arguing that, you know, one of the things the NHL should look at um, with everything being affected the way it is, is they should just, like, players should trade fewer games for a, for a salary cut, and there would be a way to juggle that with escrow. They did it all mm-hmm. wrong, and I, I haven't brought it up since, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did it all wrong. Yeah. Well, they, players don't understand like how it works and why they're doing it, and the owners are just like awesome. The owners are actually won for once because usually it's the players winning on labor negotiations. But anyway, yeah. So Dale, I mean, it's honestly it's it's better than playing every day. <laughs> yeah. But you know, realistically, I think players would be better off playing every third day. They they may not like they like the rhythm. I think of playing every other yeah. day. Um, but they're in this weird, like I said, this weird world where it's like they, they put up, they have so much sort of output in a game, um, that, uh, it's, you know, they, they eat right away and they're spending all their time getting all the calories back in, but they're, they're, they're playing this, they're falling behind forever. They're trying to, you know, it's really hard for them to sort of stay on top of actual being peak, peak fitness, um, which could make. The playoffs interesting because the players have all been sort of able to not. They've all been recuperating and resting for. Uh, yeah, and the nice thing know, by is the time they play, it'll be everybody's oh, healthy again. Like we got like, the Canucks yeah. have Markstrom back, and yeah. they had someone else in. Oh, and uh, Furland back, and all these teams have, yeah. except for some, 
who have some like most teams. Yeah, I mean, there's a few guys that are going to stay home, but most teams are going to be at full strength. So, mm-hmm. um, so what kind of? Uh, I, I know this has been pretty hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> Derek's internet bites it again. Like that Derek, you who? just shut out for like 20 seconds. Oh yeah. Uh, it says my internet connection is unstable, but uh, yeah, just no. Repeat, it was me. Repeat your question, please. Okay, hey. For those in the back, long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? How do you think this impacts the timetable for the NHL season in uh, 2021? Um, has Has the NHL given any yeah. indication of what? Well, they say yeah. They, their plan is their plan is to start in December. It's crazy. They're gonna have training camp in November. They're going to have, I think, the last day for the Stanley Cup Finals, like October 2nd or something, mm-hmm. um, potentially. Yeah. And then and then they're going to, yeah, then they'll, they'll um, have training camp in late November and they'll play games December 1st. And yeah, then are was... they going to have a shortened season next year? No, nope, they're, they're going to do 82 eight. games, they said. Yeah, so they'll run, I guess they'll run, they'll run, I mean, I don't, they may have some, like, creative scheduling solutions, but... I'd imagine they would do probably the same way they're doing now where every other day, yeah. but they would do like everybody, like maybe they do like baseball where they have like little mini series where the team yeah. play each other I five times that. in a row before moving. But we'll Another, see. But anyway. Doubling up two games, like double header games back yeah. to back. Yeah. What I was going to ask was uh, with the new um, timetable with, like you said, the next season's not starting until December. That means the eight teams that didn't make the playoffs are going to be off for nine months. Yeah, they're, so they're talking about doing some kind of um, sort of mini tournament for those guys at some point. Some I, I have, yeah, I mean, they haven't had it. The relegation tournament. Yeah, <laughs> tournament. yeah there hasn't been anything officially worst, said about yeah, that. But The yeah. worst eight teams in the league playing each other, I'd – I'd be interested. And then the bottom two from that just get – they fold the franchise. <laughs> and, and they'll uh, award the COVID Cup to the winner. Yeah. <laughs> the COVID Cup. <laughs> the Sacco. <laughs> um, so that's hockey. What yeah. do you think about – especially um, leagues with much stronger uh, American presences like uh, MLB, uh, NFL, NBA, uh, do you think – do you think we realistically see an NFL season this year? Uh, you I know, say no. Fans, fans in stadium or no? Because they've already they like shortened the preseason and then they removed it entirely. I think they've like I don't know what the fuck they're doing with training camp. Uh, it's yeah. like a very tenuous situation. NFL's hard because there's so many players. Like unless yeah. you can get them, you know what I mean? Like I. Two months ago, when we thought maybe a lot of these places kind of had things under control, I think yeah, I was gonna, I was totally expect the NFL to play. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of these ones where like our our ability to to sort of self assess self assess public risk to any one of us is like really weird to figure out because one, we live in Canada. Where we have like high levels of social capital, we trust each other, and we have a public health system that works, and we've been able to keep things low. Where and and, and like we don't live in these like insanely segregated communities, and we don't live in this like paranoid universe. So like in the U.S., I mean, I don't know where most football players live, but well-paid football players 
surely live in very strange sequestered communities that are COVID free, but yeah, like the wealthier I don't know, I don't know how to judge probably these not. So I don't know what the level of exposure for NFL players is. You know, I'd certainly know the community is not good, but we also know that, you know, the, 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 the people who have been most affected by or most at risk of infection are, you know, low income immigrants. Um, you know, the, I mean, it, this may be changing, but for the most part, rich white people don't get sick. So I presume rich athletes don't get sick either because that's how America is, sadly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the NFL strikes me as challenging just because there's so many people involved. There's so many players on the roster, active and otherwise. There's so many staff behind the scenes. Um, it just strikes me as a real challenge. Uh, that said, there are in, in, in internally, you know, defense and offensive players don't hang out. You know, like that's just not a thing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's challenging. I mean, it's a contact sport. These guys are getting right in front of each other's faces. It's different even from hockey or soccer. Soccer is baseball kind of where you, baseball right. you're automatically socially distancing. From yeah. yeah. Like, it's you're by never design. Them. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, baseball is crazy because they're going to, they want to travel around. You know, the, 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 the challenge of getting the blue Jays sorted out is the biggest one around, uh, which and tells you everything because the blue Jays are basically like, we can't quarantine for two weeks if we're going to play. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, that's tough. That's how this works. So, well, they're talking about relocating them to Buffalo or something. Well, for the, yeah, I don't think they really the want season? to do that because the stadium, there's a really nice stadium. I actually went past it when I went into Buffalo earlier this season for, um, for a Canucks game to cover the Canucks game there, but it's not by all accounts. It's small. Um, you know, obviously there's no fans, so you could re- reorganize stuff. You could do it. But apparently, like the lights aren't actually really good enough. Uh, they have new, they had lights installed ten years ago, but they're 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 essentially the older like lights now are all LED, right? They could and, probably just replace those, couldn't they? Well, I don't know if they could. You know, do they have the equipment to do it in three weeks? You know what I mean? Like, it's oh just yeah, the that's timeline true. might be too short. I don't yeah. know. But apparently, that was that's what stood out to me because there's some decent hotels in Buffalo, like, mm-hmm. and they're right there, and they've got the stadium. It's not like and I think the you know the infection rate's really low there, so the public risk isn't that great. We'll see. I mean, I think what if the Blue Jays have to, like this is the other thing, they they could conceivably play at their spring training facility in Dunedin, but that's Florida, and Florida yeah. of course is a con <laughs> show. So yeah, um, but but it's also set up like it's actually literally wired and set up um, for um, TV broadcasts because they do it for. Um, for sports net in, in spring training. So um, that's true. That's I don't know. I think, I mean, baseball is really, their testing rates been like, there's very few guys that have been affected. Mm-hmm. There was the one, uh, uh, what was it? Outbreak on the, uh, the Phillies, I think had one at their training facility. A while back. Yeah. The yeah. Phillies. That's right. Um, but I think baseball is good too, because they play it outside. Unlike, cause there's well, saying- that's it. Yeah, One of the thing and, in COVID yeah. is outside; yeah. it's harder to catch. In it's the just sun the fact too. they want to travel everywhere. Yeah, that's and, true, and so that's the problem. But I, I think we just tra- we trade the Blue Jays to Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills. Done deal, permanent. Uh, Canada gets an NFL franchise. No, and you want the no. Bills? 
Oh, well, no, I mean, if I had a pick of an NFL team, outrage. I would, they would not be my first choice. I say we give them the Blue Jays and we take the Sabres and make the Sabres the Nordiques. What? Oh, Dale, we go. got enough hockey teams here, man. Oh, no. Canada deserves an, an uh, NFL We need franchise. the Nordiques more than we need the Blue Jays. I mean, I probably just lost all our listeners who actually like the Blue Jays, but I would watch the Nordique Sabre or the Quebec Sabres more than I watch. Let's turn it over to the kids. Derek, Yeah. what's your, what's your son's favorite sport? What's Noah's favorite sport? Yeah. I mean, he, he likes all of them, but probably hockey, hockey football in that order. Football. Uh, he loves playing base. He loves playing baseball. He likes watching... That's everybody. Everybody you know loves. So the Raptors need to work on him, is what you're saying? Because I thought you were going to tell me that he loves the Raptors because there's the first championship, Canadian championship of his lifetime. He likes, you know, uh, he he got like momentarily excited about it, but he's moved uh, on. You know, well, he's a he's a white kid from the Canadian suburbs. Like basketball that's true. is like, all right. That's true. Um, but, well, that sounds uh, like racism. No, it's it's just you know. He's, <laughs> Are we going to have to edit that out? Outrage. No. no. Nothing's getting edited, guys. Come on. No. Noah, Noah <laughs> likes all the sports, but, like, yeah, for sure, hockey is his first one. And then uh, I'd say base, baseball, football, basketball, three-way tie for okay. second. All right. Well, all right. never mind that. I he, he ruins any follow-up questions I possibly <laughs> had. about. But, you know, ba- basketball, how, how long do you think uh, until they just – Pull, pull the plug on it entirely like basketball is like that mix of like players in close contact indoors uh in florida lots of uh, sweat well did you see joel Embiid how he showed up no he was in like a full hazmat suit <laughs> yeah no if they all take it that seriously they're fine yeah yeah that's a big that's a big if though because weren't like the the first athletes who who tested positive uh were, were basketball yeah. players yeah. So. Yeah. Hey, what happened to that guy who touched the mics? Is he like? That was that guy. <laughs> Rudy. Uh, that was Rudy oh, Gobert. He, he Gobert. was the guy. Rudy in the Gobert, the guy that joked with touching the mic was the guy that stopped everything. He saved no, was, so many people. Yeah. He like. Yeah. He 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 it was single handedly responsible for murdering sports <laughs> this season. You know, probably better in the long run, but uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. Do you think they would uh, for sports wise? Because there's this talk about using the plasma with the antibodies in it to treat people as sort of like a temporary inoculation against COVID. Do you see any sports having the balls well, enough COVID to try cast? that on their yeah. Science, it, it is, yeah. Uh, we're already at an hey, hour in. We hey, might as well Patrick, just I don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but it's kind of dominating the news these days. <laughs> I'm just looking at the list of things we had on here. It was like Kanye for president. Oh, we should talk about Europe, uh, Europe don't want no stinking Britons, Britons to visit. Just, Dale doesn't know how to spell Britons, by the way. He doesn't. Dale doesn't know how to spell a lot Spanish of it. Well, nobody would have known. Spanish it, municipal councilman zooms flat. himself showering. Oh, what happened was he minimized his Zoom call. I so love how we're thought, just doing the lightning round on all these other topics. Let's do the now. lightning round. So what happened with the Spanish guy was he minimized his Zoom call and he thought that turned off the video, but he still wanted to talk to them because they were doing like a council meeting. So he took his laptop into the bathroom and started showering. And he, like any person knows, uh, you, when you minimize Zoom, your video is still recording. So. How old is this guy? Is he an is he, uh, older gentleman? I think he is in his 40s. This old guy on the internet, 30s, as I would call it. 40s. There's been a number yeah. of uh, of Zoom missteps that, that you can find, like pe- people pooping, for one. Which, oh, yeah, that guy uh, just... 
Oh, yeah. That, that just was, happened, didn't it? Like yesterday, uh, somebody. I, 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 I mean, it's happened a few times. There was a, a guy who looked like he was uh, prepping to uh, pleasure himself, if you catch my drift. Oh, yeah, I just with the <laughs> he was like getting the lotion and the tissues ready and there were a bunch of people in a meeting uh also if else? you're in a meeting and somebody's video just cuts out out of nowhere be warned that he's probably doing one of these activities when Poop, pooping or masturbating yeah there's yeah. the only choices well shower. just like Back in the old days when we were in meetings in person, if I immediately yeah. went silent, I was either pooping or masturbating in that meeting. Yeah. Not on Zoom, in a conference room. <laughs> uh, Kanye for president, do we have any? It's, he's I just mean, dropping an album, isn't he? Yeah, well, probably. Or even like a saint. Like he's just like, <laughs> the problem he's the master of like free fucking marketing. Cause he's like, oh, yeah. I have a, like a new album. Hey, come people out, haven't so talked about like, me lately. All right, here's what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. The problem with Kanye running for president is he's taking away uh, Biden's complete platform, which is basically, I'm not Trump. It's not real, Dale. Come on. Yeah. No, that's enough. Stop. Well, I know he's not running, but I'm saying if he does, then what's Biden going to be do? Because he was like, I was banking on this whole I'm not Trump thing. And Kanye's also not Trump. So, yeah. Yeah, but Kanye is crazy. I mean, so Trump. Yeah, so is the so is the guy who's in there right now, and like lots of people voted for him. I mean, is there a Ugh. video of Kanye sniffing little kids' heads? Because if there isn't, he's already got an edge up on Biden. There probably is. I mean, yeah. Um, Calgary police joined the call to decriminalize possession. That's pretty good. That that must freak out the Calgary Herald. <laughs> oh yeah. So what happened was there's some people I you think, used to work with who are not going to be happy with that. Oh no, some uh let's say uh elderly well not elderly but older i guess more conservative viewpointed people there's a few conservative people in calgary i've heard yeah there's there's one or two uh, is that true yeah and uh yeah what happened more was conservative calgary or salmon arm oh calgary for sure uh 20 years ago salmon arm <laughs> when they had the kkk chapter there it would have been salmon. good question no it's not salmon a good arm? for salmon arm there what? was what was it the KKK and we also had a uh, uh, communist and there was a lot of like very public feuding between. Oh yeah, uh, I mean between the communist college professor. If you're gonna have Nazis, you're gonna have communists. There was a college professor in Salmon Arm. Was he lost? Who was uh? We we had our uh, local. What was it? The the local. It was like oh, a Okanagan college. college. Yeah, but there was a. Uh, what was it? There was like a Salmon Arm's claim to fame at the time was that there was a McLean's article or something that proclaimed Salmon Arm the most racist place in Canada. Am I misremembering this? No, I think that's true. That's bold. Yeah. So to answer your question, Salmon Arm would be the more conservative. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be officially more racist anyway. Yeah. Exactly. The most racist in Canada. I mean, that's that's a hard feat. Yeah. Especially for more, someplace out of Quebec to, to land that. Right. <laughs> more conservative, Enderby or Salmon Arm? Salmon Arm. Enderby has think, a lot of hippies in the outskirts. So, yeah, Enderby is like 50% like conservative old school farmers and 50% weed growers. Yeah. So, it's uh, 
it's an interesting mesh. Yeah, 50% we're not hiding from society by living in the woods, but we're ex not exactly taking part in it. 50% <laughs> we feed our kids mushrooms and 50% we feed them beer. <laughs> that's a good, that's good demographic. Yeah. Uh, what else? Lightning round. What else we got, Patrick? India bans TikTok. Australia and US may fall. India banned TikTok. I mean, yeah. I, I know people say it's Chinese. Well, like, India banned mind. 59 social like apps, and TikTok and actually oh. Reddit were one of them. And the oh. main reason is Reddit. Uh, Reddit's a good call. There's there's yeah. too much going on there. India and China are feuding right now because of their shared border, where they're have. It's weird because they're having um, dust ups, but their specific uh, treaty is they can't uh, use weapons on each other. So they have all these people fist fighting at the border and <laughs> they started sending like black belt karate champs. China did. A bunch of, Indian, bunch of Indian soldiers died though. How did those guys die? They, they got thrown the off a cliff. Karate chops. They, they were, wow. they were, yeah, they were fighting each other and a bunch of Indians <laughs> fell off the cliff and a couple of them got beaten to death. So, wow. like, fell of their own volition. No. Well, or... they didn't jump off, but they were like in the certain, struggle. At a certain point, you have no space left to stand. Yeah. So it's actually pretty brutal. So Jesus. I think it's like there is um, there's a lot of things that people are saying that TikTok is actually Chinese spyware, which wouldn't surprise me at all because basically everything that is Chinese technology is spyware or it was made using spyware and stolen IPs and stuff. Well, I don't use TikTok. I've decided that TikTok is the new, like, cause I, I never learned Snapchat. Yeah. I kind of decided that that was like, I'm too old. Like this mm -hmm. is the end. Yeah. Like I, it's beyond Snapchat was too far for me to get to. Yeah. I didn't have time or the interest in learning what, it, I mean, I learned what it was, but learning how to do it just didn't also, care. Yeah. Also, I feel like we were too old for Snapchat because it was, and, it was basically a way to send each other, not it started as a way to send each other naughty photos that would just disappear. And since right. we were like, <clears throat> I mean, I would have liked to naughty photos, but I was at the age, I'm just going to blame it on my age that I wasn't getting naughty photos instead of the fact that nobody wanted to send them to me. And yet yeah. your, and yet your occasional guest host slash regular guest, because she's been more than once, Brandy yeah. was all over Snapchat. She was a big Snapchat person. She was also was she? telling us how she got a lot of DPs, dick pics, and that might come from being on Snapchat. <laughs> nice use of the word come in the sentence oh, after dick pic. I didn't even mean to. Uh, you could make it a, in a British tabloid. Yeah. This is a family-friendly podcast. You're going to have to edit that out then. No, it's not. Why? Because two of the hosts have families? That's the only way this is family-friendly. Because you guys made kids. All right. <laughs> what do you, you guys want one more? I got one more topic for you yeah, from yeah. this lightning round. Yeah, let's do it. Um, uh, so apparently, apparently there were uh, there's products that you can buy at the drugstore that are made from like coconut derivatives, and the coconuts have been picked by are picked by monkeys. <laughs> and there are some at least American supermarket chains and drugstores that are going to no longer stock these products. What do you what do you make of that? Wait, I'm, are you telling me we found a way to harness the monkey labor force? Mm -hmm. Is that Dale? Dale's yeah. telling us that because in Indonesia, they one of the things is they have all these macaque monkeys, and they've taught them to pick coconuts. I think it started because it's a lot safer than having 
like a dude crawl up a tree 40 feet to grab coconuts and throw them down because monkeys can just right. this is sort of who cares about the monkeys equipped. Well, Sorry? I mean, is it mistreating a monkey to make it do something that comes naturally? Well, see, this is a whole other conversation because one of the things they were saying was these monkeys are slave labor, which means, but can you have an animal as a slave labor? Like, If I mean, the monkeys were paid a salary, would people feel better about this? Yeah, or if they were... Does like, a monkey know how to spend money is a better question. They do. Like, if we pay no, them they a do. salary. No, yeah. you guys, do you guys not know about the chimps and, and what? prostitution? What? What? There's a famous study from years ago where they wanted to know, like, like they were trying to learn about commerce. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 <laughs> they taught these chimps, like... Um, they gave chimps like money or like, or like, uh, uh, like pretty rocks or something. And the, the, basically they started paying attention and they developed this like basically system where they would pay for certain things. And after a while they started noticing that there was always something going on over in the corner. And what they realized was that some of the male monkeys were paying female monkeys, paying off feet or female chimp, female chimps to, uh, you know, give them a good time. Hey, that was the first. That was the first <laughs> economy they developed. Was like was yeah. the sex trade. Hey, they say it's the oldest profession it's why they call in the world. Exactly. It's also the first one monkeys resort to. Um, they shouldn't use monkeys. They certainly shouldn't have slave monkeys picking coconuts. I don't think it's hard to say because it's safer for people. Less people are going to fall out of a tree if it's all monkeys. Pay, give long, them the equipment they need so they don't fall out of the tree. Pay the, pay the, the coconut pickers better and give them better equipment. Okay, yeah. well, that's easy. I mean, that's a good argument because you're like, should and you're, we allow... You're all going to have to accept that your coconut-based products are going to cost more now. Are, are we willing <laughs> to give human jobs to to monkeys like are we all it was initially ai that was going to take everyone's jobs and now it's like do we have to worry about we were looking the wrong direction and the monkeys came up and took everyone (laughs) that's a very good point organize the monkeys that's for sure like think of how many people when faced with the financial burden of introducing robots into a factory or just going and grabbing a whole bunch of monkeys and setting them up instead of AI. Like we yeah. could, like you said, just get blindsided and we wouldn't even have to worry about robots. We just have monkeys. It's a self-replenishing resource too. All right. Yeah. This feels like the world's longest podcast. Do they usually go this long? Oh, well, would they yeah. go longer? We're only at an hour and 10 minutes. Is Ooh, your child God. still sleeping? No. Cause you're about to oh. see. Oh, hey, baby. Hi. <laughs> That's a very cute baby. That's super cute. She's hey, much cuter you, than Molly. Hey, Pat, did you take your baby to your barber? <laughs> no, Derek's. <laughs> oh, hey, let's My talk best. about that Wayfair thing. Then we can let you go, Pat. How's okay. that Wayfair thing? Did you guys see this? It's fucking it's, wild. I looked it up no. on Snopes. It's half the dumbest thing that ever happened. So what happened was Reddit is to blame as they are for everything. Bad. Of course they are. Reddit's always to blame. Someone yeah. on Reddit was looking at Wayfair and they or found. Or QAnon. Yeah. They also, found a um, four chan. There's some like, overlap here. A closet insert or something that was for a hundred dollars. It was. They were and cabinets. They, yeah, and then they found a similar one that was ten thousand dollars. And they're like, "Why is the price difference? If this is for child trafficking, I would be very upset." Like they just said that as a throwaway joke, and then everybody was like, "Wait, why are they?" And then once they had that kernel, all the conspiracy theorists jumped on. They're oh. like. 
they're naming these things with the kids that they are. So basically- oh, here's the weird thing is that somebody went through and like matched these prohibitively expensive cabinets and the names on them were the same as like children who had recently gone missing or, oh, or come been abducted on. or something. Oh, but- they were like drawing these parallels. Snopes between- pointed that out and they found out that one of the parallels, like one of the things that it's named after was a child who went missing in 2013 who had and autism since been found and then a wow. year late and then they, a couple of weeks later they found she drowned in the creek so what they're really but what is the conclusion really that Wayfair? i mean wayfair has so many products that they're really just trying to build the algorithm trying to find the people who would pay ten thousand dollars for these yes. cabinets and selling well, the same cabinets to to me for a hundred bucks their excuse was the ten thousand dollar cabinets were industrial cabinets industrial like fireproof cabinets, cabinets which yeah. like probably so there's no water. stories what you're but it was just it was a very weird coincidence that somebody it was a weird coincidence that like somebody took a lot of time mm-hmm. to construct this story and yeah that, like, and then have you been smashed. on the internet derek i know i should <laughs> i should not be surprised by yeah and the anymore. thing is i think what wayfair People spent was a lot of time on a lot yeah. of things <laughs> i think what some wayfair was some of them are great yeah. for us well, was, and the shitty thing is that, like, after Wayfair got called out for this, they immediately pulled the products off their website, and they were like, we're going to adjust the listings to, like, make it more apparent that we are charging... We're not child trafficking missing children? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, by pulling them off the website, that just reinforced everyone's suspicion where they were like, they're, they're doing it. They got well, busted, and where are we going to buy so our children now, guys? They pulled so the, the cabinets story- off, but there's... Yeah. So there's Pizzagate, and uh, first there was Pizzagate, now there's yeah. Cabinetgate. Yes. Cabinetgate, yeah. It's weird how much, and I know that, like, child and, like, sex trafficking and child trafficking, I recently started watching the uh, the Epstein thing on uh, on Netflix, right. which is fucking yeah. crazy. But, like, it's become this, like, huge, like, isn't that a major premise of the whole QAnon thing? Is that, like, Trump is... Trump has one singular mission and it's to like smash uh, hey, child, this global child molester. Remember child my conspiracy ring. theory from two weeks ago when I said in Trump's, Trump's second term, he's going to go after the Epstein ring and expose all the child. Yeah, that's, that's QAnon. That's the QAnon yeah. thing. That's what yeah. Trump's going to do when he gets reelected again. In November. Well, that's why it's stupid because do. we know it's the other way around. Yeah. And also, if you could buy it. No, no, he was going Wayfair. undercover. To <laughs> you got to watch four, it's 4D chess. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you, no, like, you know, if Wayfair was selling kids, all someone would have to do to prove this wrong is just buy one of those things. Yeah, but exactly. That's why Snopes, conspiracies went, never work, children. <laughs> I went straight to Snopes and Snopes said it's not true. Yeah. It's all a coincidence. And yeah. good. I well, think, I'm glad. Dale, I'm glad you're not believing everything you read on the internet. Yeah. I mean, if we want to talk more about conspiracies I do believe in, I'm always nope, willing we to do, do not that. want to do that. <laughs> you guys uh, should do a feature every week where it's just called Conspiracy of the Week. And just yeah. reveal some crazy stuff. Ooh, you see how immediately excited my Dale language. Got I love We're going to end up being just like uh, B-grade B Alex Jones. I might listen to this podcast like more often if there was a conspiracy every Alex week. Jones did leave a conspiracy power vacuum. No, no Alex Jones. No, he can't, it can't be in, anything to do with InfoWars. Can I scream? Yeah, yeah you can do whatever you want. Okay. You just can't, you New can't idea for have show. anything because they're not conspiracies. He's just making stuff up. Yeah, Dale screams and makes stuff up. 
I love it. Isn't that most conspiracies? You just yeah. like make a bunch of shit up and like. Why do you think don't. I like conspiracies? <laughs> uh, Patrick, one more thing for the lightning round. What particularly uh, made you angry this week? Oh God, nothing. Okay, perfect. You live a what charmed made me life. Mad this week, you live a charmed life. I don't think I yelled about anything on the internet this week. I'm no. trying not I to mean, yell. You're, I try. You're usually pretty chill on the internet. I try not to yell. I learned a long time ago. There's only yeah. There's only a few things I yell about. Which oh are? no, that woman. No, you know what pissed me off? No, I. Oh, this was last week. That girl that died in Florida because her mom's an idiot. She oh, that, had immunocompromised. The oh, yeah. took her to a COVID party. Yeah. And then gave her friggin', uh, what's the whatever it is the stupid hydrochloroquine. hydrochloroquine yeah whatever it is and then the other one the oh yeah the uh, college somehow she acquired oh i was so mad so mad about that that is yeah. pretty dumb i mean uh, like maybe i could see a parent doing it no nah, i couldn't even see a parent no, doing it to like a normal child like that's but like insane yeah, go to your doctor that, and listen go to the doctor and listen to what your doctor has to say because your doctor knows a lot more about all this stuff than you do didn't you Stop hear them? reading shit on the internet. Doctors are all in the I'm pocket of Big Pharma and the medical establishment can no longer <laughs> be trusted. And all I can trust is YouTube videos. And uh, yeah, it. have that's you seen Plandemic? It's all a fix. Hey, did you know <laughs> Plandemic got taken down finally? That's good. good. Hundred fucking like, been taken down so many times. <laughs> Should have never been there. Ridiculous. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. Hey, Patrick, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, great to finally get you on the pod and talk about sports with you for an hour. And well, I'm much. glad we have finally talked about something outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Truly outrageous. Uh, to all our Close listeners, to outrageous. outrageous. You got to coordinate better next time. Yeah. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. Uh, I've been your co-host, Derek Bolin. I've been your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. You can find us on the internet at Outrage Fact Pod uh, across all the social medias uh, and uh, except hey, Snapchat you, and TikTok. Except Snapchat and we don't have TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, we'll no TikTok. There. Dale's gonna dance. No. Dale's gonna do some of those dances on TikTok. If you head on over to our Patreon and donate some money, Dale will do dances on TikTok and post uh, them for you. Yeah, uh, sure. If you put five dollars, I will do a video of me dancing, but I won't put it on TikTok. Shirtless. I'll Put shirtless. it on the shirtless. YouTube channel. He'll do a shirtless. Nobody wants to see that. Dude, they do. we're going to put money till you said shirtless. Now nobody. I'm going to donate money. There. I'll donate money. <laughs> uh, Why not? It goes straight back to you anyway. That's a uh, loophole. It, it is. And uh, fuck, is there anything else? If you like the podcast, rate, listen, subscribe, review, tell your friends about us. Uh, Where can people find you, Pat? Oh, yeah. Uh, at Rising Action mm-hmm. on Twitter. And uh... nice. Dale, this is, the, this is the song Dale will dance shirtless. Dale, pop that shirt off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be objectified for you. Um, yeah, at Rising Action or provincesports.com. Nice. Anyway, cool. I turned the music off. I can still hear it. Oh, really? All right. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Until next week, stay angry.